0: Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity. Folks, this is it. The last Mr. Curiosity podcast of the year.
1: Oh, I'm honored to be on the last one of the year. I didn't know this. The last
0: one of the year. Joe Snedeker here, Mr. C, and I have the one, the only WNEP zone. He's handsome. He's smart. He's good-looking. He's kind. He, he, he's empathetic. He's 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 got a jawline like a superhero. It's Jack Culkin.
1: Thank you very much for that kind introduction. My goodness. Here we are. So the last
0: one of the year is you.
1: Wow. I am honored. I didn't know coming into this that this was the last one. Well, I only
0: do two a month. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I had one previously. So you come in to end the year. Could this be... The end of the podcast. You come in, you destroy it. Mm. It comes out in shambles, and it never returns.
1: I don't know about that. I would say it's, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite the gift to your audience. I'll say, oh, it's know, a g- <laughs> but uh, I, I hope it's not the last one.
0: All right, I'll go over a couple little rules with you. When I when I hit this bell, it means you're making me uncomfortable. Or if you hit the bell, go ahead. I'm making you uncomfortable. Okay. So if you hit this bell, (coughs) Snedeker just shuts up. Okay. I say nothing. Mm -hmm. Because my questions can be evasive, invasive, (laughs) and they can actually be uh, 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 offensive to people. Okay. Because I'm unoffendable, so I assume everyone else is unoffendable, (laughs) but I know they're not. Right. All right. So anyway, watch this. Jack Hulkin Sports! Here
1: we go. Yep.
0: (laughs) We're going to go through the arc of your life, but is it true your ultimate goal is to do sports
1: at ESPN. So, unfortunately, that is a false rumor (laughs) stirred up here in the newsroom. False rumor. Yeah, it's a false rumor. Uh, No, my end-term goal is actually uh, just sticking with news, I I think. I I really enjoy the industry. It's something that I've worked really hard for the last couple of years, and I'm able to pursue my dream here locally in my hometown. So I'd say right now the the long-term goal is news, pursuing news. I love it. Well, here's what got me, Jack, about you. And remember...
0: How old are you? I'm 22. 22. So you're as old as my daughter. I'm going to (laughs) place you right in there. You were born in the year 2000. Yes, sir. May I ask what month? Uh, June. My goodness. So my daughter born January 5th, 2000. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, here comes Jack Culkin down the road in Dunmore. I know. What a gift. But my point is I can gauge your generation Mm -hmm. and your thoughts through my daughter, through my kids, which are about your age. And here's what impressed me about you. From the uh, very moment that you joined us. And when was that, by the way? Uh, June 13th. So this is uh, this past summer.
1: Yeah, this past summer. Just celebrated my six months.
0: I've been here almost 30 years. I've seen so many people come and go. Mm-hmm. New young people, blah, blah, blah. They're They're like birds hitting my window. <laughs> you know, oh, there's another bird hit the window. Mm-hmm. But you, Jack, the reason you're here is you impress me. When I first saw you, I thought, look at this guy good looking well dressed great smile just another tv phony but no you turn out and then i see your stories i hear your voice i hear and see how you interact with other people and i'm like this dude is the real deal this dude has got it all Just a charming personality, sincere, no ego, mm-hmm. no uh, backstabbing uh, tendencies, mm-hmm. as is often prevalent in this business. Just a solid dude.
1: Yeah. I, do I have you read correctly? I, I, I don't want <laughs> <I don't> to... <wanna, laughs> is there a dark side? Like, no, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like, tooting my own horn here. But no, like, I don't want you to no, do that I, either. I think that... Yeah, I hope that sums me up. I hope that's what people see out of me, because I... I'm just somebody that you know loves this industry, and uh, I worked hard in college to, you know, get the knowledge that I have now, and I'm able to, you know, help out here in my home area, and it's, it's just something I, I love to do. So I'm see, really grateful even you see even as you're saying
0: that. it now, you're a nice guy. <laughs> I even did some research behind your back. I asked my daughter's boyfriend, who went to Dunmore, oh, yeah. hey, what's this guy like? <laughs> I asked a couple of his friends, hey, what's this guy like? Everybody, solid guy, good dude, solid. <laughs> And then I'm thinking, my goodness, i got to find out more about him. So here we are, and I'm sure the viewers want to know, too. Yeah. I, well, let's go
1: back to the year 2000. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, parents from Dunmore? Uh, so my father is from South Scranton. Uh, my mom is originally from Dunmore, yep. And oops, that, so so, so you're, they're connected to the area. Do they live here their whole life, pretty much? Yeah, whole lives. Grew up here. Um, father grew up on River Street in Scranton, and my mother grew up... Uh, right off of Troop Street. Okay, yeah. Dad, good-looking guy like you. I, I would say so. Sharp-looking <laughs> fella. How old is he? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll he, to see. Uh, he is gonna be sixty-two. L- whoa! So yeah. he had you a little later in yeah. life. Oh yeah. He he got his fun out before he uh, he he decided to slow down. Retired. And uh, no, retiring actually in June this year. So, Oh, he'll, he'll my be, he'll God. Be what does the up. guy do for a living? Uh, he's a truck driver out of Old Forge.
0: Now like. I like even more. Solid <laughs> blue collar. Now yeah. if you said all oh, your dad is uh, uh, some type of uh, trafficking salesman
1: <laughs> at a big company in Allentown, I'd be like, I don't like him. Yeah, right. no. No blue collar as they come, he's very hard working and he, he everything he has in his life that he has earned so I, I I look up to him for that and yeah great, great overall dad i couldn 't ask for a better one. I love it. How about your mom uh, my mom she has worked her way up at a fidelity bank she okay. she she has a really good job there she She's one of the hardest-working people I know. I've never seen some, somebody work more overtime than her. That's she, why,
0: see, this is why yeah. you're such a solid guy, because you, you saw it growing up, hard-working mm-hmm. parents. Yeah, oh, definitely. No yeah. taking things for granted, no entitlement.
1: Right, and they always made it to, they at least gave their best effort to make the, Every sports game, every concert, every theater production, it, they, they were there, so I, I can't ask for better, better parents.
0: So you're born in the year uh, 2000. Um, you,
1: you know, you're going to public school, guy? Yeah, public school. I actually, so I I had a twin brother. I have a twin brother. Um, Both went to Dunmore High School. Uh, graduated in 2018.
0: Fraternal twin, not identical. Yeah, there's no, not I'm, another clone of you. No, around.
1: not identical. I'm I'm just sh- I'm right around six four, and my brother's about f- five seven five eight. So All there's right. a little bit of a height difference. He has a big bushy beard. I can't grow anything. <laughs> uh, he's, it's, he, it's 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 a quite the duo. Did I are. know you were a twin? I don't even know if I knew that. I, we might have talked about it in the office at okay. some point, just in passing. But yeah, a lot of people are, are shocked to find out that I'm a twin. Who else? There's two of you. Uh, so me and my brother, and then I have. I an older uh, half brother and an older half sister, Bobby and Erica. Oh, so there's a little yeah. Brady Bunch going on oh, here. Yeah. Who yeah. who did the remarrying here? How did all that go? Am I getting or is it no, no, time? no, no? You're good. Um, so they were from my mom, my mom's first marriage, and then okay. uh, you know, my mom and my dad, and then we all became this one big happy family. I love it. Yeah.
0: So Definitely. so with that in mind, you're growing up with a lot of. Uh, uh, siblings, a lot of maybe hand-me-down clothes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe a lot of you don't get exactly what you want in life. You have to work for it. You have to earn it. Or you can take
1: your older brother's this or your older sister's that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's definitely growing up. A lot of a lot of early two, early mid two thousands Hollister shirts were were the norm <laughs> for me. Uh, a lot of American Eagle stuff. But no, I always I always was told like by my parents like if you want something like go out and work for it. And that's why I was always I I always tried to call myself someone of an entrepreneur. Whether it was like. Uh, I started a small little grass-cutting business when I was younger, and then I, I was always trying to find odd jobs around either the neighborhood or just with family that I could make a couple of bucks to go buy something. But I, I wouldn't say I had to work for everything. My parents were very, very helpful with some with some stuff as well. So.
0: But I like the grass business. Yeah. Uh,
1: here's my theory in life. I tell my
0: kids this. I tell everybody this. The worst thing you can be in this world, no offense to anyone, is to be born to a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. It's hard to overcome that factor. Yeah. It's almost like if you had an abusive uncle. <laughs> does that mean you know, uh, you, you're know you going to be disturbed for life? No, but you have to get over the fact that you were abused as a child. Right. Money does the same thing. Am I telling everyone out there, if you were brought up wealthy, that you're a, a damaged person? Mm-hmm. P- probably, <laughs> but maybe you overcame that somehow. Right. Because if you're brought up with money, you were given things. You don't know how to earn things. Mm -hmm. Even if it was taught to you, you must work for this. You knew in the back of your head, even if you're five, six, seven years old, oh, yeah, my parents have money. I don't have to do that. And my question to you is, would you have cut grass and created this little business if your parents had tons of money, heck, no, no,
1: not at all, no,
0: probably not. It stops people from being what they should be. Money is a horrible, disgusting thing. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. No, I'm not no. saying
0: poverty's the answer, <laughs> but man, I am so grateful that I wasn't brought up
1: with money either. That that creates the worst kind of person, in yeah. my opinion. And I and I have a, I've kind of surrounded myself with like most of my close friends. We're all kind of stitched from the same cloth in a way. We both have. It, Blue collar families, you know, worked hard for what they have, and now we work hard for what we have, and I think that we're able to see that in a lot of each other, and really just kind of thrive off that. That we know what we've earned, and we know what we got, and we know how far we've come. You got that <laughs> right, brother. I love it. You appreciate things too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, what are you? Six? What? Six? Uh, notch below six four. If I stretch in the morning, I'm six four.
0: And you? Do you lift weights? Do you work out? You have this body. <laughs> you you, you, can, you can be like. You can be like. Uh, to me, you look like like a spy character in a James Bond movie. I appreciate that. That's you know not, what I mean? I yeah. don't know if it's a good spy or a bad guy, but it's some guy from yeah. Belgium, yeah. <laughs> and here he is, and he's got the perfect stance, and he's got the chiseled <laughs> chin and hair.
1: Yeah, so I, I've been working out for a long time. Uh, started- What's your default? Like, <laughs> if you did nothing, would you be uh, just uh, slumpy and chubby? I, I don't know, because in high school, I was really, like, I was just— taller and skinny i was probably okay like, oh, so you're a skinny guy yeah I, I was skinny in high school i mean maybe throughout the years my genetics would have changed and my metabolism would have you know crapped the bed but uh <laughs> no I, I was real skinny in high school and I got, I got really into the gym in college and i i try to keep that going just because it's a nice like stress relief you know you I, I go in the mornings a lot so it's like wake up go out there kind of leave all the stress of the day at the gym and then i can just really clear my head and come into work
0: Dude, when I go biking almost every other day, I tell everyone I'm going to see my therapist. You're right. It's a stress release. You need that thing to do in life. Exactly. So what are you doing? You're on the bench pressure pumping iron. Yeah. Let me feel those guns. Oh. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you, I mean... I don't want to see you with your shirt off, but I imagine
1: that's that's a, a sight, right? Uh, yeah, still the abs are in the shipping. I always say you know, they're they're on their way. Uh, but no, I I, I would say I, I'm uh, I, I do get a compliment here and there on, on you know my size, and I, I appreciate it. Cause you, look you look model like. You oh, look model like today. Thank it. you, thank you. Now
0: I'm not uh, trying to peek in on your sexual orientation, but uh, all the women love you. <laughs> Everywhere you go, are they throwing themselves at you? Are you I not interested? Or I you wouldn't don't...
1: necessarily say they're throwing their, themselves at me, <laughs> you, but you know, I, I, I've had I've had a girlfriend or two in the past. Right now, I'm, I'm single. Not single guy, anybody. Yeah, living at home. Yeah, living at home. Mom doing the laundry. No, I do I do my own laundry. Yeah, mom yelled at me one time because I left some chapstick in my jeans. So yeah, <laughs> No, nah, I got I got nah, I'm stuck with the laundry now. <laughs>
0: A good thing to <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the elementary school years. Year when, when, when do you first decide maybe I want a career um, in in journalism? You, are you good in English? Were you good at science, math? When you were like nine, ten, eleven years old, where
1: were you going? Well oh, so Really, when I was younger, it was all about. I wanted to play baseball. If I'm being honest, when I was oh, okay. a, from a little kid, that that was my real dream uh, for a long time. And then I realized, you know, I I wasn't going to be the next Mike Trout or anything like that. So I don't know. I morphed into like more of a musical theater idea. Really? Yeah.
0: I I was a big theater kid
1: in high no, school. No way. Back up. So, yeah.
0: but but you're playing little league. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what position? I'm gonna guess you. Don't tell me. Mm-hmm. You're batting seventh, eighth, and you're playing uh, maybe first base.
1: No, you you got it close. Seventh, eighth. Yeah, was the batting order. I uh, I was more of a third baseman outfield. Third base outfield yeah. guy. I could make the throw that back then, and then uh, I was I was. I'm pr- I'm pretty fast. I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty I'm a pretty fast guy for okay. for being tall, yeah. So I, they always had me in the outfield.
0: So um to me, usually it's the athletic desires at that age that overwhelm what made the theater side pop out. What is that? Do you because you, you don't seem like, mm-hmm. you know, how some people natural thespians naturally I'm the center of attention, look at me. You don't seem like that
1: guy. No, I'm, I'm definitely you're, not. You're I, not that guy. No, I. people were surprised when I told them I was doing this because all the eyes are on you. Yeah. Um. But no, I I still did baseball throughout high school, Um, and I love it. I, I still love the sport today. Uh, but theater, I, I did a couple camps over the summer with my cousins, and it was just at what age? a big theater camp. Uh, God, I did it for... 10 years probably I probably started right around when I was um 10 11 years old but this is the part I don't get now
0: Mm -hmm. I know to you I'm just some old weird guy yeah but theater wasn't even like anywhere in my circle of friends like is that more of a thing now like how did you how did you start what's that first thing there's a there's a Casablanca play coming to town or what what is
1: it um it was probably more or less uh my family my cousins were really involved in theater and right. they kind of talked my mom into, you know, why don't they try out this summer camp? You know, it'll give them something to do. And, and they where can be was with that? Um, it was uh, Arts Alive. It's uh, right in Scranton at the Ballet Theater of Scranton.
0: So you have to go down there in and, and, and practice and yeah. go, go, to, go oh, yeah. to lessons.
1: Yeah, it was a month-long camp. Is a great experience. I, I, I credit them with a lot of my people skills because I was a shy kid growing up. Is then. that right? Yeah. And my love of theater grew from there. Uh, jazz hands? Let's see them. The jazz, jazz, jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it grew from there. I started seeing some shows here and there when I could. And then um, I got to high school, and I was in band already as well. All right, so stop right there. Band. Yeah. What are you playing in band? Uh, I was a drummer and a mediocre uh, trumpet player. Really? Yeah. Mom,
0: dad play musical instruments? How did you get into that?
1: Nothing. Uh, It was a class we could take in fourth grade, and I wanted to get out of gym class at the time. Or no, I wanted to get out of chorus at the time. And uh, we ended up being able to take band. And... uh, I wanted to be a drummer. I didn't make it the first time. I played the xylophone for a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, no, they, I, they thought I could be a better drummer. So, so when you say drummer,
0: you're the guy, because I have no band experience except yeah. for listening to uh, you know, uh, Blue Oyster Cult and uh, oh, ACDC. Great, great bands. The big feathered hat, you strapping this thing on, you're going boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. exactly. All that? I,
1: I was the bass drum player, yeah, for throughout high school. That's what I played. And I how times instrument. have
0: changed, because you seem like what would be traditionally be a cool, solid guy. Mm-hmm. And again, back in the 70s and 80s when I was a kid, the band kind of, if you put on that big fuzzy hat mm-hmm. and played that, you were kind of seen as a little nerdy. Um, is that is that a stigma that's still out there now? No I, no, I would say it's still it's still kind of there. Uh, right, and I'm not saying it is. Yeah. I'm saying
1: that's the stigma. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely something that. Talk about nerdy. I Look heard, at, at me, I'm a science guy, right? <laughs> so I have, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that is considered a little nerdy. Right, I, I've definitely heard that expression used before, and um, I would say. It's not as much as it used to be. It definitely no. uh, goes, it flows with the years of people right. kind of doing it. Um, but did I you like re- the
0: outfit—the little feathery hat and everything? Uh, to me, it's like a lot. Oh, yeah, no, it's
1: I, I, <laughs> I was not the biggest fan of the outfit. I <laughs> you like the outfit? No, I wasn't. I, I, uh, they, oh, they you weren't. They're were okay. always too tight. You know, the, the hats never stayed on. And I got a big head too, so the hats would never have fit a my big head. head. It's like, yeah, it's a good-looking head though. Yeah, thank you, thank you.
0: So, but you did it anyway. You yeah. just felt like, what? I want to do
1: this. I want to be a band guy. Yeah, me. And my brother were in it, and uh, he really loved it, and so I was just like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna stick this out." And uh, I was able to still do every other everything else from being the Boy Scouts, be a baseball player, uh, do theater. Uh, write some articles for a school newspaper dude you're
0: like Mr. Diversity yeah. so when you were in middle school and or high school are you in the band and playing sports at the same time Yep. how does that happen? when does the band perform at uh, football
1: games b- yeah band would be football games I didn't play football I, I was never, never never the big guy for football uh, you make a great tight end I see yeah, it, <laughs> thank you, know? you now people tell me that <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I kind of wonder if I had this size back in, back right. in junior year uh, but no b- uh, baseball took place in the springtime, so uh, that's when I would kind of shut off Band mode and start with baseball, and then band would pick up back up in the summer and then theater in the fall and the spring'd'd be, be juggling a lot of things at the same time as well
0: I always felt though on my way off here to be a cheerleader and to be in the band, um, I would tell my kids and I could be wrong, and i could be uh, this could be an archie bunker like uh, statement mm-hmm. um, I always told them don't don't cheer other people on. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Don't be the uh, the the participant in other people's lives. Be the thing. Mm-hmm. So when I picture a cheerleader, it's like, don't waste your time cheering for those people. What are they doing for you? Why aren't you cheering for yourself? Why aren't right. you picking yourself up? Yeah. Is the band similar? Like, do you feel like when you were out there doing the band stuff, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're... I guess the band really doesn't
1: perform for the team though, right? It's entertainment during the breaks. Yeah, entertainment for the breaks, but I've had players come up and tell me they're like the band is what got us hyped up oh, before okay. games. Oh, okay, so there yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are a big I think we we're a big influence especially on on a couple of them just for, you know, psyching them up for games. But no, it was It do was
0: but you see my point though, like oh yeah, totally. they're not
1: cheering you on, why should you cheer them on? Right. I I think it's just that school spirit, you know, oh, okay. showing that you you're you're enthusiastic for your team and uh you know, we were also really close in the band. It was a great way to make friends and stuff like that. And I I some of my closest friends today are I kids I met in the band, so. Is that right? Oh, yeah. that's excellent. Oh yeah, definitely. See, I'm learning things here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm shedding I'm shedding my old ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so in high school now, are you in the band, playing sports, in theater, doing all this? Are you getting great grades? Are you an A student, B student? What are you doing?
1: Um, I, w- I was a good student. I would say I actually got better as we like high school went on. Freshman year, I wasn't the wasn't the best due to some. Uh, Medical issues and things like that. I missed a lot of school. No, it was just lead to the sinus thing. Yeah, it, this doesn't. Oh, well, we better that. just get right. Yeah, into you want to get again. right in. All
0: oh, right. So, so you showed me right before right. we started the podcast. Yeah. If he shifts to the right, his right, I see a little scar above his ear.
1: Yeah. So it's actually a pretty big scar because I have it on this side and too. this side too. Yeah. So it goes all the way across. To me, it just looks like here. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I call it my nice invisible headband. Um, so you
0: have a scar that goes like yeah. a strap right across right your across head, the top of my head, ending at your ears. Yep, and don't even tell me that that was a suture. Someone cut your
1: scalp yeah. like that. Yep. No. Uh, yeah, I had a I had a full uh, craniotomy my fresh end of my freshman year of Dude. high school. Yeah.
0: Now what does this mean? How does this happen? What's the first signs? Uh-
1: yeah. So I had um I I got a really bad sinus infection and I. Uh, didn't went unnoticed for a little while, you know. I thought it was just a cold, and then I, I got prescribed medication. I was uh underdosed. A How old? Bit. Uh, 15. 15. Or about to turn 15. Yeah,
0: so you're but when you're when you're 14, going on 15, whatever, yeah. what's what are the symptoms? You just you're always congested, yeah. you're always
1: mucusy, always like, you... yeah, it just happened late spring inflammation, uh, yeah, all it was of just a sudden, real bad, yeah. And uh, I went got underdosed in medication, so they say like I got 200 milligrams instead of like. 800 to a thousand milligrams so they said like when you when you took this medicine in it just really made the sinus infection mad and it just started to spread and spread and then the medicine just stopped working it it only agitated the infection so then that spread from my sinuses here and under your eyes and your forehead yeah and it went under into my brain underneath the it did not yeah
0: is this something that is very rare?
1: Oh, yeah. I think they said it's about every one in like 150,000 people get something this severe. And uh, so, what
0: what, what what? was that step where you said, oh,
1: this is serious? Like, how did you know? So it wasn't just your average. Yeah, it wasn't run of the mill. Uh, yeah. We went to a doctor's because I actually had a drop foot. If you know, you ever know when you like sleep on your arm and your arm falls asleep okay. and you can't move it? Yeah. I had to, that happened to my foot. And it, ha- it went on for like a week. I just couldn't, couldn't move my foot. Never I, had a foot problem before. Never and then had, all of a no, sudden you're noticing my foot is a little asleep. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's just not moving. I can't walk right. So I let it go for about a week, and then we went to the Medi Center, And uh, we're sitting in the waiting room, and uh, everything just went black. And I, I remember my dad. While all, you were there. Yeah, while I was in the waiting room at the Medi Center, And I, my dad told me, this is all people relaying stories. Uh, my dad said I just took a seizure right in the waiting room. And I uh, hit the floor, and then luckily doctors came out. They knew what I was there for. They had an idea because I I'd just checked in. And uh, they said, oh, like, he has to go to the hospital, and I got a bunch of scans. And then I was taken down to a uh, children's hospital in Philadelphia. And they, they saw that I had a mass in the front, frontal lobe of my, of my brain here. And they told me that, yeah, you got, you got to get that out. Uh, get that taken out. This, so,
0: was it just coincidence that you happened to go to the yeah. doctor on that day when you had yeah. this seizure and the seizure was all triggered by this inflammation or the sinus yeah. problem?
1: So, the seizure was triggered by just the amount of pressure that was being pushed onto my brain at the time because it was just liquid forming in the front, oh front of my head here. But you couldn't see any swelling No, or anything? No, right? no, you couldn't see. It was all underneath my skull. Yeah. So, yeah, you couldn't see anything. And, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so, when you say underneath the skull,
1: yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. It was under the bone? Under the bone, and there's like a almost like a film layer. I think it's called the derma. I could be wrong, so somebody could fact check me on that. Okay. But um, the fluid had gotten under that like film layer. So it's the film that coats the brain. Right. And then all the sinus mucus and things like that, the infection is underneath that, and then it's right on top of my brain. So it's just creating pressure that's pushing down on my brain.
0: Yeah, your brain does float and pulsate under your skull yeah. in this fluid. I get that. Yeah. So, was it pretty serious? Like, if oh, you're yeah.
1: painting this story, yeah. could it have been yeah. bad? Oh, yeah. They said, um, if I wasn't... Because so I had gone to a baseball game earlier that day in right. my in Montrose, on one of our lovely coverage areas. <laughs> right? Gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, um, I would played a baseball... or tried to play a baseball game out there. Um, and they said, if, if I had had the seizure out there I, I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have made it
0: no that's not true don't no, say that.
1: Is, yeah and i know there was a period of time where i was in the ambulance on the way to um i think it was moses taylor where i i, I did flatline for like half uh, like you 30 be, seconds or so. not, i
0: didn't know any of this yeah, stuff and yeah. you can't just throw
1: this at me oh yeah
0: where's the tissue box <laughs> maybe i'll just use this sound <laughs> deadening thing i mean yeah. so so why you why did this happen to you? Why did the infection spread, or why did it why did it reach that that point?
1: Um, again, I was just underdosed with medication, and uh, it was just it just some kind of error, I guess that happened, uh, or they didn't know the severity of the infection at the time um, when the original sinus infection, and then it inevitably spread. But yeah, no, I I asked myself that a lot, la the years following, like, why me? Why did this happen to me? But now, That's what every
0: human being says. Yeah. Now,
1: no matter what. But now I now I recognize that you know I, I'm lucky to be here today, and I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing, uh, surrounded by friends and family who you support see me. See the attitude this yeah.
0: guy has. You wonder why he's <laughs>
1: sitting here with
0: me. It's an inspiration. So back to the back yeah. to the the scar. Totally. They, did they have to cut your skull, your oh, yeah. cranium, just like that? Yep. I yeah. do not believe this. So they cut the skin and then from ear. Yeah, to ear, ear to ear. There's a cut in your
1: in your bone structure yep. in your scalp that goes around. Yeah. So I would say I, it's more. That's more the skin. So what they said is they take the skin and they peel it, peel it out like that.
0: Okay. They As, so pe- they,
1: cut up the skin, peel it back, peel it out, and then so they, they can see your cranium. Yeah. And then they took, I believe, the front part of my skull off. And then they went in and cleaned it. The, the doctor said they took like a little pressure washer and washed out my brain. They take it a part of your skull yeah.
0: from under the skin, literally pull this thing out.
1: Yeah. Pressure wash it, yep. quote unquote. Yeah. Put it
0: back. Mm-hmm.
1: Seal me up. I got, I, I got some metal plates all around. You can kind of see a little bit of one right there. There's a little bump in my head. That's a, that's a nice little metal plate. And so. this
0: is all you're 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. Your the, mom
1: and dad had to be. Oh, uh, My dad says that's the reason he went gray. Because he, his hair, he's he's gray now. And do you
0: remember at the time being scared to death as a fifteen-year-old?
1: You know, you're probably gonna be shot. No, not at all. I I was, I was really calm for a while. It it was, it was a weird thing. Like I was definitely the most stable-headed person at the room. Like, yeah, my parents are freaking out, but I was. I just kind of accepted everything. I don't think I knew exactly the severity of it, too. So I wasn't really sure. It's probably better that it happened when you're younger than. Yeah, than now. Oh, I'd be freaking out now. So
0: so, uh, I hate to even ask this gory question. Is there video or pictures of your. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to see their head?
1: With their brain exposed, yeah, I, I know there's a video somewhere. I've never seen it. I don't I, know if I, I don't yeah, know if we necessarily I have it. Um, <laughs> do you want to see? No, I, yeah, I I've never <laughs> seen it. I know we do have X-rays at my house that I've seen, right? But that was just of where the metal plates are. I've never actually, I never watched the surgery or got to see anything of. But the it surgery. exists. Yeah, it's somewhere. Did it, they it,
0: say? Did they say this is like, a, like, a, like a, a, a very
1: common procedure? It's done all the time. There's no, you know real... Yeah, they they weren't really... Work. I mean, I was out of the hospital, I think, in four days. My I was out of CHOP. God! And that also made me appreciate things a lot more, too. Uh, you know, I'm never going to complain about
0: winter again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not a snow-cold lover. Every mm-hmm. time I complain about winter and cold, I think there's so many people who have bigger problems in life. How dare you,
1: Snedeker, complain about the cold and snow? Right? This is a classic example. Well, it's because, too, in, you think, I was out in four days they there was people who were worse than me that they needed my room. So the kid who had the craniotomy was on the bottom of the scale for how bad things are at those oh, hospitals. Man. So I, I I I took that as well. Like I, I guess I'm so and so lucky that I'm not I'm not in worse shape. What is this ninth grade? Yeah, end of ninth grade. And yeah, then what year. you
0: you have half the year off of school or so, you have a tutor come it, home? You're it, doing things online.
1: It was right at the end of. End of freshman year, right in April. So I, I always tell people, if you want three months off of school, lose 40 pounds and a free facelift. Uh, brain <laughs> surgery is the way to go. But yeah, no, I, I was off um, from about April till the end of the year. Uh, I had a tutor come over for like some exams, big exams I missed. And like just uh, state testing I had to do. Yeah. Um, but I got medically exempt for some of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, just kind of recovering at home, and you know, swollen head for a long time. Literally swollen. Yeah. Visually, you oh, can yeah. see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think.
0: Uh, do you I'm do not, you, yeah. do you you have th- – th- there, there's no uh, issues in the future. This doesn't come back. This doesn't resurge. It's just once done, good forever.
1: Yeah, from what I've been told uh, – I went for a couple checkups afterwards, and they said, yeah, you're good. Everything looks like it healed. Um, If there's ever, like, a worry of, like, anything shifting or any, like, head trauma I do get, they say, of course, like, go see medical attention immediately. I can't
0: stop looking at your head now. Yeah. It looks no, it's, perfect, though. you got a perfect like, <laughs> head.
1: Does this mean in the future
0: you're you're supposed to stay away from like contact sports or you yeah. know, don't ride a bike, you, you know, crash oh, no. in your
1: helmet? No, uh, I, I, I can do a lot of that stuff I necessarily. Like, that's why I never played football in high school. It's just because they said either your head is twice as strong as it used to be or it's like an eggshell. And they're like, you're never going to find out until you do. <laughs> so I never wanted to take want that to chance. Yeah. So, Man,
0: so you're back uh 10th grade, 11th grade. Now yeah. you have to choose a career.
1: Yeah, we come back to school and uh I was still big on the musical theater track. And uh that that was something big for me and then uh I, one day it just hit me. I was like, how many how many tall white guys can sing and dance a lot better than I can? <laughs> and uh I was like probably a lot. So, I started looking at different options and uh, lucky enough i took a tour of ithaca college for their theater program and i i stopped by their communication school and they have a fantastic program there and i said this is something i can do and it's something that will allow me to help others in the community that i grew up in so it was something that you know i was able to l- lucky enough to pursue and I, I wouldn't change it for the world so that's what you did yeah what year do you start at ithaca uh graduated in the summer of 18 started right at ithaca that fall and uh, So you're there I, yeah. in COVID times. Oh, no, not necessarily. Um, yeah, actually, yes, COVID times. Uh, yeah, co- I had my whole freshman year, made some great friends, uh, moved into an apartment sophomore year, had to go home beginning of second semester sophomore year, was home all of junior, or was lived in Ithaca off campus all of junior year, but was doing school on Zoom, and then finally got some in-person classes senior year. Kind of weird? Did you, you feel like, uh, you know, uh, maybe
0: another bad blow by Mother uh, <laughs> Nature and the
1: luck of the draw? And- yeah, um, you know, I, I I did take it that way a li- Like sometimes, you know, because you can never fight those thoughts yeah. in some way. Um, but I was lucky enough to be able to still go into our TV studio and do a lot of news shows, produce a lot of, like, Great content with uh, other classmates of mine. Right. So we were still able to, able to do that, and we we're also able to have just a ton of fun with the roommates I have. I had at the time. So you had a good college experience. Yeah. Oh no. I party I, animal. I <laughs> a, di- bit. In a in a ditch uh, not, in downtown Ithaca. Didn't end up in too many ditches. No, no, no. But we were
0: close to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder though, with 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 people your age, I you know, my daughter is your age, and I remember this like it was yesterday, and I thought. Because this is 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, oh, my God, the world is changing, and now I realize it. So she was 11, 12, and I redid her bedroom, Mm -hmm. right? And when I was a kid, nobody had a TV in their bedroom. It was a big deal. So she had a TV in her bedroom. Who didn't, right? In the the early, mid-2000s, TVs are everywhere. They're cheap. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so she's 11, 12 years old. I painted a room, redid it, and then I have this big TV, And I said to her, where where, where do you want me to put this? Back on the wall, anywhere you want it? And she goes, you know what? I don't even need that anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm like, what? See, I wasn't allowed to have a TV in my room. Well, Well. no, but my (laughs) point is,
0: if now she feels no need for a TV because she's doing all of her entertainment on her phone, she Mm -hmm. would sit there and watch YouTube and social media. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, is this my future now coming to an end? What made someone like you want to major in... TV news. Yeah. If the trend for your generation is, I guess, in a way, going away from
1: watching TV, leaving news,
0: getting everything on social, on your phone.
1: Right. Uh, no, that was that was definitely a big discussion in in college cl- courses and lectures. Um, they say just the way the market is changing. Yeah, uh, but I still I still think there's like an important value to to uh, n- television news, um, you, just in the market around here. You know, people people still watch the right, news, right? But do you think it's all of us oldies? Um, I you're supposed more, to say Joe, you're not old. I think more people are getting into it. Like uh, it, it's all about like kind of growing into it because. Uh, I don't know, at some point I feel like you get sick of your phone. Or you can't trust necessarily what you see on your Thank phone. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. There's no uh yeah, there's no um, regulation right. of what happens on social. Exactly. You like know, I you have
1: Scott to- Schaefer here making sure everything I put in is factual. So uh, I, I know it's gonna be what I'm putting on TV is the truth. And I, that that's what we have here. We have our fact checking system. You can't really do that on social media.
0: And that again is what I love because I have no Journalism background, I'm a pure science guy, and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of journalism and science. It simply says, give me the facts. Right. If you don't have the facts, get away. Mm-hmm. And what's ruining um, a lot of young minds now is, yes, social media. Anything could make the cut. There's no fact-checking. There's no filter. Whatever someone sees on their phone, they think is real. Right. And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked a long time in our country, federal government, to regulate what gets on people's ears and eyes yeah. through what used to be just radio and TV. Now, mm-hmm. you can say and do anything. Right. Oh, I yeah. think a lot of gullible people fall for it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. So I'm glad you're here to fight the good fight. But did you feel like at any time, like, I don't know if I want to do this. It's a dying industry, or maybe we're
1: just giving out a smaller piece of the pie which we used to have a gigantic, gigantic. piece? Um, yeah, I would say so. Uh, definitely at some points. You know, when you're just... <coughs> When you're, I would say looking at just the, uh, some of the pay levels for like lower market stations. When you're coming out of school, that's that's a scary thing. Yeah, because uh, you're like worried about rent and. You, you know. think
0: you're going to come out of college, Ithaca. You're going to work at NewsWatch 16 or any TV station. You're going to be a millionaire yeah, yeah. and everyone's going to you know want your autograph. Oh yeah, and, pulling up to limousines and pull- <laughs> downtown Scranton,
1: yeah, all the time. But reality is not. Re- yeah, when <laughs> becoming an adult is a is a is a fun thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to say. Uh,
0: so, but but I guess what I'm trying to get from you is, mm-hmm. you you believe in
1: it. You did oh, yeah. you grow
0: up watching Newswatch 16? Did you?
1: Oh yeah. You did. Yep. Every morning, uh, getting ready for school. Mom. Joe Snedeker was your hero. Oh, 100 percent of the time. You and you and Mike Stevens. <laughs> Mike Stevens um, too. Because huh? I would watch on the Pennsylvania Road at night with my dad. Because that's when he would get home from work. Oh, that, I that's see. That's one of the usual segments I would be on. So, those are two of our favorite, uh, favorite parts to watch. I, watched, I wonder
0: if you were rare, though, or, or many kids your age watched the news growing up, you know, 14, 15. I
1: feel like the more people I talk to, the more people of my age I meet, they're always like, I loved watching the news in the morning when I was a kid. Like, it was always on. When we I hear younger. that a lot, too. Yeah. Because people now your age, 20s, 30s, and beyond say, oh, I've been watching you since yeah, I was a kid. Since I was
0: a kid, exactly. But I wonder if they're still doing that, the younger folks now, the 8-year-olds, uh, the 13-year-olds. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question to ask. I have two, I have a niece, and a young niece nephew and they're they're very uh they're glued to their phones it's sad yeah and
0: you know i I, i'm a phone guy look at mine right here i'm Mm -hmm. i'm on that thing all the time too it's a beautiful instrument but Mm -hmm. it's such a it's such a uh uh, it's almost like having a candy dish in front of a five-year-old at all times yeah oh yeah a bowl of tootsie rolls oh it's not you can't not just keep eating them right so um, you major in uh, what? What's the degree? Then you pop out of Ithaca.
1: Yeah. So my major was uh, television, television and radio studies. I think that's now been changed to okay. uh, multimedia marketing or, and, and uh, multimedia marketing and studies. So you were
0: like an MMJ guy.
1: Yeah. So they were teaching you how to work a camera, how to work audio, how to work video, how, oh, to, yeah. to,
0: how to present stories, how to do research. Yeah. How to be a good writer, everything.
1: Oh, yeah. I kind of took the backwards track to becoming an MMJ. Uh, I focused on the camera, excuse me, uh, the camera and the shooting aspect first. So I really focused on getting the good shots in and what tells a story visually. And then, sophomore year, junior, I picked up a journalism minor. And that's when I really got into my my writing skill. Like, uh, take, excuse me, my uh, journalism classes and, uh, Really getting deep into that. Yeah. All right,
0: so the perfect world for you, you can be a writer for a periodical that everybody knows across uh, the United States. You can be uh, on ESPN. <laughs> you, you can be the new uh, 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 who's that favorite anchor you love on ABC? What well, is David Muir? You want to be the new David uh, Muir? I would love. To what would be, be, be your Muir. ultimate goal? My ultimate to be the new goal? David Mural.
1: Uh, yeah, Muir. Yeah, I would say I would say right now. Yeah, the uh, national news is is a great look, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't complain about the salary they get paid either, but. I don't know. At, uh, at the same time, I've I've also seen my mind change a little bit. With like, I don't know. I I think I would like to stay around here as well for a, a good amount of time. I love it because I, I I love this station. I love the area here.
0: So how did sixteen come on your radar? May I ask how did how did you're you're graduating? Mm-hmm. You're in Ithaca. You're 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 twenty one
1: and a half years old. Yeah. You need a career. Your parents are saying, "Oh, come home." Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, no, my parents definitely wanted me to come come home a lot just because they knew how much rent was and things like that, and my loans. Uh, I had a a former coworker here uh, reached out to me and said, hey, WNEP. Give me that name. Uh, Emily Fedor. (laughs) Emily. Excellent. All right. (laughs) Uh, She reached out to me, and she's an Ithaca alum as well. And she said, hey, we're hiring at WNEP if you want to thrown an application, I'm sure they'd love to look at it, and if not, if anything, they can just give you some tips. So before you saw her or even thought about that,
0: mm-hmm. were you the kind of guy thinking, I want to go to Miami, I want to go to Pittsburgh, I want to go to Philly, I want to go to Columbus? Did you have any ideas?
1: Or? You got one of them. Uh, Pittsburgh was definitely a big Pittsburgh opposite. was yeah. on the list. I, I, was, right. I was looking at Pittsburgh. I, 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 I happened to visit the city um, before the end of my school year, and I loved it out there. Like I loved that city, um, and I was like, oh, I would love to work here, so... That was on the list. Um, but I Did also you send out a bunch? Did you send out applications everywhere? I, I actually got to about three stations before I got a call back from uh, WNEP, and they were like, hey, can we set up an interview? So when you mean you got to three stations, you mean they responded back to you and wanted to talk no, to I, you? No, I'd only sent out three applications oh, okay. to, three, to three stations. One but 16 in, came back first? Yeah, one was in Texas, one was in Pittsburgh, and then another one was, was here. Yeah. So, the, uh, so you had to choose? No, I actually, I didn't hear back from Texas. Pittsburgh, uh, they were looking for somebody with more experience. So my only option was really WNEP.
0: What you want to do in that case is lie. Yeah. Say, uh, well, I did work at, and then you just make up a TV station that doesn't exist, and yeah. you say
1: that you were there for
0: six months. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. See how that works. You don't want to
0: try that approach yet?
1: No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I'm,
0: I'm too much of an honest guy. Oh, okay, you know. all right. See, desperate times call for desperate situations. Yeah. All right, so then you, you're interviewed here. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that day, the phone rings, and someone says to you here, you got the job.
1: Yeah, it was the day before graduation. That's why it's, it's burned into my head. Uh, I, it's the day before graduation, I got a phone call from uh, Rachel, our news director here, and she said, we'd like to offer you the job at WNEP. And I remember like, I j- physically dropped my phone, and I was, <laughs> I was freaking out. And she, I hear her on the other line like, hello, Is <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And she she told me, she's like, talk it over with your parents. She's like, you can call me back later today or tomorrow. <laughs>
0: so you dropped the
1: phone? Yeah. No, I was sitting at my desk. And I, I just dropped the phone. I was so excited. Because I'd, I'd been stressing about a job. I, I'd been freaking out. because No, I got yeah. you.
0: When I first interviewed here uh, with Tom Clark, mm-hmm. and uh, I was 26, I only lived 20 minutes from here. But I showed up. Almost two hours early, just yeah. to make sure I would be here on time for the interview, and I sat in the parking lot for an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how excited
1: I was yeah. too. No, so I know crazy. what you mean. Yeah. Oh, it was it was unreal when had I had you set
0: foot in the building before that moment or no?
1: I think I'd taken a tour here with the Boy Scouts when I was really really okay. young, but that that'd been the only time that I'd been up here. So may
0: I ask, when you got the job and you came here, was it what you thought? Was it a little bit because the the I remember when I met a couple celebrities when I was, uh, you know, uh, younger, mm-hmm. and th- it's always a letdown. No one ever lives up to what your, yeah, uh, you know, your high esteem of them is. Oh, really? For whatever reason, when you came here was sixteen, all that you thought or hoped, or was it a little different?
1: Uh it was. It was more than I think I could have hoped. Oh, I, really? I, I was
0: honestly. I was because you joined us too at a horrible time during COVID yeah. at the tail end. of right? Yeah. Uh, this place has changed in the last three years like all businesses have right there's there's less interaction with people Mm -hmm. everything is partitioned off oh yeah there's no outsiders allowed in the building yep a distance is just in the culture now yeah. It's not what he used to be,
1: and that's what everybody's told me. But I, at the same time, like I walked in here starstruck. It's like I've been watching you guys since I was a little kid. Oh, like, you I know, love how, it. how could I not be? Yeah, be yeah, drooling yeah, yeah. over my own desk, and, <laughs> and, and you know, see, like I could see Scott Schaefer through the plants. And then I could, did I could, he let you down? No, no, not at all. Okay, I, all right. I, yeah. I, I actually, I think I I met Scott. I used to work at a, a country club, that, uh, and and I've met Scott a few times up there. And uh, I, I kind of I knew the kind of guy he was when I when I when I worked up there so yeah I I knew him a bit and then I'd met uh, former uh, Ryan Leckie I'd met him a bunch before okay, and he, he helped me out a lot with like just kind of carving my path through things and yeah so I, I was not let down at all I, I loved it when I first came here I was so excited I went through exactly what you did back in the 90s where
0: I met Tom Clark who was my hero and Jay Christopher mm-hmm. and Nolan Johannes and you know all of the Mar- Marisa Burke so I know the feeling I know right. exactly what you uh, what you went through and I remember the first day you came in and I introduced myself to you and uh, you just seemed like a solid guy right yeah there.
1: no and I and that's the one thing I appreciated too it's like a lot of a lot of news stations you hear like you know, everyone's kind of, excuse me, out for themselves. And uh, everybody here was like, everybody came up to shake my hand and make me feel welcome. And that's something like I'd never gotten at. Like any other job, it always been like working your way in, but the first day. Is that right? Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, seriously. Yeah. That's great to know. Yeah. And I'm not just I'm not just gassing it up for the podcast here. <laughs> no, I I, I I mean it. Like everybody was super nice and, and yeah, I, welcomed me with open arms.
0: No, and I feel you're but you just have that persona of a of a solid good guy mm-hmm. and you don't have an attitude at all. So I think that helps too. Thank you. You Thank know, you. Scott Schaefer, when he first started, I remember, I think I mentioned this in the podcast I did with him. He came into the newsroom, dark glasses on, strutting around, left the glasses on for ten, fifteen minutes inside the building. Now, I remember thinking that I, I told him this in the podcast. Mm-hmm, yep. Who is this jerk? Yeah. You know, and he had a swagger about him. But he's a nice guy. He's oh, a no, solid guy. Great guy, yeah. But everybody has their ways. Right. You know, it's 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 my insecurities, and my flaws that I prejudge, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But everybody does it. You just try to get over that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. And I prejudged you. Yeah. And I thought, look at this guy, perfect hair, <laughs> model like Bill. Ah. He's yeah. got to be a jerk, too. I'm, I'm blushing over here. <laughs> yeah. So you've been here for these uh, six-plus months, and... Mm-hmm. Um, your stories are great. You just have a great Thank voice. Thank you. It seems it could take a very uh, honest, logical, natural, intellectual approach to everything you do. Thank you. And it's not
1: attention-seeking. Yeah. It's just uh, uh, pure, honest journalism. I love it. And I, I will say, uh, philosophy, my dad always told me. He's like, if you want to do good in this, he's like, you have to create a story or you have to be the kind of person who can uh, create something or talk to the lawyer and also talk to the garbage man because they're both going to be able to help you at some point. And uh, I think that's how I look at making my stories. It has to appeal to the garbage man, but it also has to appeal to the lawyer because that's the market we have, and those are the people we reach. That's good advice. That's similar
0: to the advice uh, where is judge a person by how they treat people who they can get no advantage from. Yeah. you know, So you treat everybody like they're – Respectable, solid human being, not because right. they have money or status, mm-hmm. just because they're a person. Right. Exactly. That's what you do.
1: You, you got to look past it, all that stuff and just look at them.
0: Who yeah, they are. it's not what you're going to get from them. It's everybody deserves that right. love and attention. So, so now that you're here, let's just say, um, you get what salary you want eventually, whether it's five years from now, next month, ten years from now. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you get what you want. Could are you the kind of person that could stay here the rest of your life? Or are you hoping for Pittsburgh, Philly, and New York City,
1: and who knows? No. I, if if I was comfortable um, and I could have a family here, yeah, th- this would be my one and done job. Oh, I'd, that's I'd great be a to lifer. hear. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, because you seem like that kind of guy. Yeah. And that's another great quality you have. You know, bigger isn't always better. Right. If exactly. someone called me today and said you can be the next uh, Al Roker, Al Roker, I wouldn't even. I the, the phone would hang up before I can even you know answer them because why? Right. So I can live in New York City and be hassled, and so no, yeah, no, it's not about money. It's not about attention. It's about having a good time and feeling good about your work and keeping it nice and simple.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So I'm glad you feel that way too.
1: Yeah. No, I then. You know, it's all about being home. Like this area has so much to offer, and this is—I'm not just, you know—I'm not you're, putting on my persona here. Yeah, this is, is not just
0: not, uh, for podcast. What did you uh, call uh, it before? To, uh, uh, to
1: gassing up the podcast. Gassing up
0: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this
1: area has so much to offer from the uh, uh, thriving businesses and just the amount of people around here. We have we have so many different industries. We get all four seasons. It's it's something where you know you can really do anything you want here. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's what offers such an mm-hmm. awesome retreat. You're right. And the people are solid here. Oh, yeah. And,
0: you know, I like Philly. My kids went to college in Philly. I would go down and visit Philly. And every time I was there, I'm enamored by the dynamics of the city and the diversity of people. That's all great. Mm -hmm. But there's something there that just. Yeah. It It lacks Northeastern PA charm. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's everybody's on the go. Everybody's pushing on their car horns everybody's in a hurry Mm -hmm. everybody's uh looks like they have a scowl on their face right and you always know somebody.
1: you always know somebody from nepa no matter where you go yeah i I was in california i was living in california (laughs) for a little bit for school and uh i remember i went out to a bar one night and i'm talking to this guy at the at the bar and i just say oh where where you're from you don't sound like you're from california he's like oh i'm from uh um i'm from berwick and i was like Burwick I'm from nuts, Scranton. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, "Well, what are you doing out here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just on vacation." And I was like, "It's so weird that we just wind up at this bar talking to each well,
0: other." Well, as you know, Philly is is the the cradle of of the United States yeah. in terms of its population. You know, it was it, it, the northeastern section, so it wasn't soon after that that Wilkesbury, Scranton, Carbondale was all settled. So we have roots that go deep here. Oh yeah, and deep. Yeah, and people have roots here that, yeah, spread all all across the planet. Mm-hmm. It's great here.
1: Yeah, you're right. You like pierogies? I love pierogies. You love pierogies? Yeah. You're not just saying that. No, no. Grew up with them. That was a, a very, that was a a stable, stable food in the Culkin household. Now, would it be, um, would it be like the Mrs. T's or do you like any kind? Of the- uh, m- Miss T's typically, thought was the easiest one to get done with. Yeah. A, I love going to like a, a firehouse picnic or something and, and getting a, getting a nice fresh, fresh batch.
0: So let's say, um, you didn't eat in, uh, maybe a whole day. You skip breakfast, you missed lunch, you're going home, you eat later. Could you eat a whole dozen just like that? Oh, yeah.
1: Two dozen. Easy. I don't know if I could break three dozen. <laughs> That's but, right. Yeah, two dozen could go down. <laughs> you jo- uh, you, I, I eat a lot and I I work all, real hard at the gym to make sure I don't, too. I don't pack I, too much. More I work hard. out so I can eat a lot. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> was, it was it was two weeks ago. I ate um, a whole tray of pizza and it was one of those big squares.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I and I hated myself. Yeah, but you know what? I went for a killer bike ride that day. I didn't eat the whole day leading up to that. Right. And I thought, you know what, Snedeker? So what? You ate a whole tray of pizza, a big square. Did you ever eat a whole tray of pizza?
1: I, yeah, I, eaten, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in college, I used to always. It was like a tradition. Every once in a while, to get like uh, a whole tray from Domino's, and then uh, like the. Well, they're smaller ones. Aren't they're, they? they're a little smaller, but then a whole yeah. thing of like garlic knots too. Oh, okay. And so so the knots and the oh, whole tray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd still be hungry after that. <laughs> yeah. No, believe me, I can. I can eat a lot. I, I try not to, but. All right, the name Culkin. Yeah.
0: Uh, your whole life, did you hear, was that Macaulay Culkin or whatever? I mean, you're sick of hearing that reference. Like, not,
1: so I, uh, we're actually, we're some way, shape, or form, we are related. No, you're not. So I, you everybody not. says that when I say it. Swear. I, I'm I'm swearing. This is what I've been told isn't throughout he, my family.
0: Isn't he a disturbed uh, man now? Or I no? think he's good. I oh, think he's, he's figured it out.
1: Yeah, we don't have like a personal relationship, oh, really? but I remember, I know... My aunt would always say he's, like, our fourth cousin. So your dad is Culkin. Yeah, my dad and is Culkin. And uh, is that, like, Irish? What is it? Yeah, that? Irish. We're from uh, somewhere in southern Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Is That's that how, right? I, like, tall and dark hair, you know, we don't got the, not too pasty. <laughs> and I tan pretty well, too, so everybody wonders. <laughs> Do you think, even though I'm a 56 year old man, I can out bike
0: you, cycle you? Oh, 100%. you ever ride a bike? You're not a biker?
1: I I, I know how to ride a bike, but no, you, you. You'd put me in the dust. All right, how about a bench press competition? I might have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this. I like to be confident with my bench press. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite lift. So yeah, as
0: as long as I don't headbutt you, right? You'll yeah, be okay. No, I'll no be good. We, yeah, we I'll be not good ready. as long as you don't mess with my head. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jack, it was great talking to you. I hope yeah. you had a good time. Did we leave anything out or we get it all in? No, I think we hit everything. And if there's any more, I will definitely let you know at One the thing station. that you left out from the beginning is a girlfriend there. So yeah. she's listening right now. She's out there. Oh,
1: no, we're, we're Your future we're, wife is yeah, listening she, right she now. She could be
0: listening. Find Jack Culkin at jack.culkin.com. At WNAP.com. Yeah, you can find me there. Email him. Set up a date. This guy is kind, intelligent, handsome, chiseled, and he looks like a spy from Belgium in a 007 movie. Thank you. I love it. Thanks for coming in, brother. Thank you very much,
1: Joe. I appreciate it. Rock on.
0: Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curie. Also Curiosity.